This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. Day four of the 2022 Farnborough Air Show has come to a close and it was a lot busier than I think a lot of us first initially imagined and also expected. Welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to another one of these daily episodes recapping the ongoing Farnborough Air Show. What an air show has been in terms of lots of developments, but in saying all that, and like I guess I've reiterated many times, still not as busy as previous editions of the air show, that is to be naturally expected as aircraft manufacturers, airlines, and more work to fix the multiple ongoing issues that we're seeing at the moment from labor shortages, supply chain difficulties, and everything in between that. So while we've seen a significant number of orders be welcomed on, probably not as many as those previous editions, and it must be noted that a lot of the orders were really just firming up and re-announcements, if you will, of uh, the air show, uh, what am I saying? Re-announcements of the orders for a bit of, do you know what I mean, Pub- publicity in that sense. A very, very long week on this end, so I do apologize for any slurring of words or just me not making complete and total sense. Um, like I said, day four was meant to be quiet. It turned into a bit of a busier one, and we did have quite a few different commitments being announced, which is always exciting. I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting too much uh to occur, like I said, but here we are. Beginning right off the bat, just a shout out to a couple of new people that joined up to the Patreon, that being Amelia, Ross, and Joel. Thank you very much for your pledges. And of course, now we have the pretty extensive list of channel members. Um, one of the perks, of course, is does include the shout out in the podcast, so I'll work my way through. Uh, that's Jam, Jan, Elliot, Jerry Scott, the DPS Traveller, it's Harris, Yaron, Stefan, uh, Don, Gortner, uh, Neil, Jeffrey, Jeff Draper, um, Ajan, Ad, I can't even pronounce this name, I struggle so much, but it's Ajran, I think. Um, then we have Leslie, uh, Connor Noble, Max Gomez, John Ferguson, the Flash Cuban. Then we have Hector. Ken, Eric McGee, Al-Walid, Daniel Griffiths, Jay Todd, and the new one is Sky Such T. Uh, there's probably a better way to pronounce that, so I apologize if I butchered that. Um, but a big thanks to you guys for being channel members and, of course, supporting uh, what I do a little bit further than just watching the videos. So, with all that being said, I think the final thing to mention is that this podcast is streamable on a host of platforms. Um, if you do regularly listen, you'll think I sound like a broken record, but obviously one of the brilliant things about the content creation that I do and just podcasts in general is we have new people coming through pretty much every single episode, which therefore does mean that 
some people may not know that it can be found on another platform and so forth. So that's just your regular routine reminder that if you have a preferred destination to listen to, well, the podcast is most likely on there. Anyway, beginning right off the bat with an order that actually took place, I'm not going to lie, moments before I um, started recording this, so it's it's kind of good that it's been announced now because it means it can be included in this daily recap because it would look pretty stupid if I had this recorded and then another order got announced. We, it wouldn't really be the full recap that I do like doing. Um, Salt Chuck Aviation announced an order for up to four additional 767-300 BCFs. This will be to help support fleet growth with, of course, the reliable aircraft for many, many years to come. They're widely known for their three cargo operating brands, which actually includes Aloha Air Cargo, Northern Air Cargo, and Strat Air. Aloha Air Cargo are pretty frequently found at Los Angeles and um, were a company, pardon me, that I did see frequently while I was there for a couple of days. And the families of companies provide services to Hawaii and Alaska as well. On top of that, as destinations throughout North America, Central America, the Caribbean, and finally South America. Comments from the president and CEO of Salt Chuck Aviation said, We continue to see long-term air cargo trends that support fleet growth in the markets served by our three air cargo brands and are excited to expand our partnership with Boeing. Adding, converting these 767-300ERs will bring highly reliable capacity to our network and backed by Boeing's OEM expertise, we expect these freighters to operate in our fleet for the next 15 to 20 years, which of course is a very long time. I think that's something that we often maybe don't look too much into, but one aircraft flying for 15 to 20 years is a significant portion of our lifetime and um, these aircraft will be around for that and it will be lovely to see the 767s flying onwards for the next 15 to 20 years as of course new technologies do come through and that is being made possible with thanks to Boeing's converted freighter program which has been excelling recently um, in the past couple of years and is only getting more popular as an alternative for Uh, customers out there that are looking for a quick freighter solution. Um, They placed their first order, should I say, which was a a firm one for four of them back in early 2021. And uh, the BCFs were part of an initial deal that was delivered to the carrier earlier this month. Uh, They've operated these 767 converted freighters alongside um, respective 737 freighters since 2016. So, of course, um, they they do have some expertise, pardon me, in that area and will only be looking to benefit their operations with the addition of more aircraft. Uh, While I did say there was the four additional ones being brought on, I should mention that comprises of three uh, firms and one option. So, of course, later down the line, if they believe that the capacity is there and demand is there, they can activate that one option and have that additionally join the fleet as part of this deal. A very, very typical thing you will see included in deals. I mean, it happens all the time. And what you are going to see with um, some upcoming well, order discussion in this podcast is it's it's ever-present. Moving along, again, Boeing's had a really out-there air show. There's been a lot of announcements, new commitments, re-announcements, and just a, a whole lot going on in comparison to Airbus. Um, Airbus has made some slight digs at uh, Boeing for doing that, really saying that it was about time. Uh, a bit of a joke there as well, naturally uh, referencing back to just how far Airbus has probably excelled in many different markets in the recent years. You could argue probably capitalizing on Boeing's losses, uh, but at the end of the day, the resurgence this week for Boeing with a lot of new traction has been an absolute pleasure to see. And uh, we did see Boeing and Qatar Airways today finalize an order for 
up to 50 of the 737 MAX 10s. That comprises of 25 firm and 25 options. This order has been, well, what other word can I use in a complete and utter mess? First announced, well, not, pardon me, but the MOU was announced in January of this year at the exact same time as uh, the ongoing dispute with the A321neo order, which has subsequently been terminated, and of course the A350 surface defects, and that still continues on to this day. Um, Many people looked at the 737 MAX order, which followed very, very closely after all of this as a bit of a um, kick in the face, if you will, to Airbus, um, even though they are completely fine, even without... uh, Qatar's order because it does free up delivery slots naturally and means it's an attractive option for some airlines and uh, one of the main talking points from this entire air show has certainly centered around probably the difficulties with Airbus's narrow body operations and I mean future deliveries over the coming years. One thing that isn't talked about enough but is very very ever present is just how jam-packed their delivery schedule is for the next couple of years. In regards to slots that are readily available they aren't really there. Those delivery slots are crammed so it therefore means that an airline that is requiring such an aircraft sooner really has to assess all options. Um, so I just thought I would I would mention that in, in the grand scheme of things. But either way, this 737 MAX 10 order has definitely been a bit up and down. Only a couple of days ago, the I believe the CEO of Qatar said that the deal had lapsed, but they were in for more 777Xs. Uh, now today, of course, we sit with this deal being finalized. The 737 MAX 10 still has not been certified to fly with passengers on board and therefore deliveries. That was expected to come at the end of this year, but according to reports from the Air Current and actually just generally comments from Delta, suggesting that it probably won't be this year and it's going to slip into 2023. That is even if they can certify it. If they can't certify it, these contracts that have occurred because the MAX 10 has been a very popular aircraft during this air show, these contracts will, of course, have ways for them to escape the max 10 and move to potentially another member of the family or cancel the order completely it's a very common thing for contracts contracts pardon me to have these clauses and that can even stretch to uh, ongoing stuff with the overture over at boom supersonic commitments from japan airlines and united who are key partners in it well inside that contract is definitely an easy way for them to walk away and that that's always the risk that is involved but the additional backing that we've seen for the max 10 during this air show definitely puts a lot more pressure on boeing if you will to be able to certify such an aircraft and he's hoping that is something that is possible according to all comments it's something that they're going to be able to do but and a massive but they do apparently have some sort of backup plan to be able to cope with that Stan Deal, who is the Boeing Commercial uh, Airplanes president and also chief executive officer, said we are honoured that Qatar Airways has decided to add Boeing's single-aisle family to its fleet, deepening our relationship with this world-class airline. The 737-10 is ideally suited for Qatar Airways' regional network and will provide the carrier with the most capable and most fuel-efficient airplane in its class, hinting, of course, that this will be on its short-to-medium-haul network when it is eventually delivered to the airline. Now, on to our next order. Again, we're going to be sticking with Boeing, but I don't even know if you could really call this an order. It was a bit of an interesting announcement. I personally didn't expect this. I did not necessarily see any reports anywhere that indicated this was going to be happening. So whether this was a last-minute decision or just something that was very much kept under the wraps, Cargo Lux announced that they had selected the 
8 as their preferred, pardon me, the 777-8 freighter. I've got to get used to saying that now that Boeing has launched the, the new freighter alternative. Anyway, they picked the new freighter as their preferred replacement for the 747-400. But what's worth noting is it isn't an order. Um, it's just really cargo lock saying that they are going to order the aircraft, but it's not even like an MOU. It just seems to be very nicely written as just a selection, if you will. And of course, like I said, they will replace those older 747-400s, to which they have in the region of about 15 of those types within their operations. That should give you a rough idea of uh, what the airline is looking at replacing. Again, we don't even have the exact specifics behind units yet. Uh, so that is apparently coming later down the line, where I'm sure we'll get a little bit more information about the deal centering around Cargo Lux, which just as a little fun fact is Europe's largest all-cargo airline. In a uh, press release, we saw once again Stan Deal, who has appeared very much over the podcast and the YouTube channel in the past week, comment saying, with the selection of our newest freighter as their preferred solution, Cargo Lux continues its long and enduring history with Boeing integrating the 777-8F seamlessly into the airline's all-cargo 747 operations because, once again, while they do have the Dash 400s, they do also have the Dash 8F, which is the naturally newer Boeing 747. Uh, they, he finally concluded, pardon me, by saying, with its investment in the 777-8 freighter, Cargo Lux will operate the most advanced fuel-efficient twin-engine freighter in the industry. The 777-8 freighter significantly reduces CO2 emissions compared to previous models with a reduced, uh, what am I saying, a reduced noise footprint helping to advance Cargo Lux's commitment to sustainable operations. Launching in January, this aircraft has actually already booked more than 50 orders with predominantly that being with Qatar Airways, but of course later down the line we'll no doubt be seeing many more commitments follow and entry into service for this specific freighter is expected towards the back end of this decade, so more towards the 2030s. Of course, of course, as I will always say, pardon me, the entry into service will only come after the 777-9 can be delivered, and that is being pushed back to 2025. So, of course, expect this aircraft a little bit later towards the decade, and it will most likely be arriving uh, a little bit of time after the A350F, which, of course, is Airbus's newly launched freighter. And now we do move across to Airbus, who, interestingly enough, did announce an order despite the key executives leaving after day three of the air show and saying that there would be no more announcements. Well, there was in the very early hours of this Thursday morning. Took me by surprise. I had my alarm set from about 4am set in 30 minute increments just to see if anything was going on because I, I really love sleep. Um, that's something about me. So getting up at these brutal hours each day has not been pleasant, so I thought day four would probably be quiet, so it would allow me to get a little bit of added sleep. That being said, I was going to be responsible and continue to set those alarms just in case, Um, and certainly seeing that there was a new order on the front of Airbus was something I was not expecting, Uh, and a bit of a a nice welcome surprise, and that one's come from LATAM, who ordered 17 A321neo aircraft to further expand their route offering. That brings the total to uh, now over, well, I believe around about 100 A320neo family commitments. Uh, What was probably the bigger announcement included in this one is that they will 
be bringing on the XLR eventually that will complement their long-haul operations. Of course, the A321 XLR is the newest, uh, I guess you could say, aircraft in the 320 family, and it definitely is a very exciting endeavor for many airlines and even Airbus themselves. Of course, it has incurred a little bit of problems in the past uh, couple of months, I guess you could say, and that has pushed back the entry into service to what I believe is now 2024. So a little bit of delay on that front. Hopefully that doesn't extend even further. I feel like a very common theme at the moment is delays upon delays, and this can go for many different reasons, whether it be the tightening of certification plans or many other reasons like supply chain difficulties, just difficulties with the aircraft itself. Everything's taking a little bit longer. And I guess I'll go back to Boom Supersonic and the Overture and why I say I always think it is such an ambitious timeline um, when you see delays happening with an aircraft like the XLR from a highly reputable um, aircraft manufacturer being Airbus and even that can stretch to the Max 10. I mean, I know all the problems we've seen with the Max, but that being said, Boeing are still, uh, at the very least, you know what I mean, reputable. Uh, yeah. So, a reputable aircraft manufacturer yeah, as that. So, uh, again, the chief commercial officer and head of Airbus said, we applaud Latam's strategic vision and sustainability ambition. This order for the A321neo on the heels of its restructuring is a strong sign for the value Airbus brings to making this vision and ambition a reality. The A321XLR will uh, enable the opening of new routes and will allow Latam to increase its international reach in the region, which, of course, is really the main use of the XLR. It's fantastic reach to destinations. Again, one of the main points, I guess you could say, when you think XLR is now the ability to fly from the east coast of the United States to parts in central and eastern of Europe, which is a massive thing. Um, it adds length. It's the question of whether you want to fly on a single-aisle aircraft for that long, and there are some people that won't. But on the grand scheme of things, the large majority of people don't even know what aircraft they fly on, so single-aisle or wide-body, um, it, it's kind of... Do you know what I mean? It, it's not a, um, a massive issue, I think. People will always jump on board these flights. That's day four, and to my knowledge, it's going to be the last. I mean, from everything we saw, we saw the closing ceremony for Boeing and... Airbus already said they wouldn't be anything else, so it remains to be seen what will end up happening as we move into day five. I don't think there'll be anything else, so what I'm planning for day five is to release recaps over on the YouTube channel, uh, that being recaps on our aircraft manufacturers and seeing how they performed for the Farnborough Air Show, and then going more into, I guess you could say, comments made by executives and analysis, but then I'll go back to just, you know, the one daily upload because um, as much as I love uploading four to five videos a day, it's definitely not a sustainable thing. Um, so yeah, the, the daily Farnborough Air Show content in terms of covering the breaking news will end probably tomorrow, that being Friday. Um, but then, of course, we will move into naturally everything that comes from it. Uh, lots of discussions, and like I've always said, the Farnborough Air Show brings everyone together, and there's a lot of developments that I've not had the chance to cover that have come from that, which I'm very, very interested and intrigued in, even just small comments um, in press conferences that I find very, very interesting. That being said, thank you very much for following my coverage throughout this air show. It's always a pleasure to be able to go all in in podcast, YouTube, and everything else form. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Do feel free to review the podcast if you do enjoy it. A big thanks to all the channel members and the uh, people over on Patreon as well. 
thanks again and I will see you whether that be tomorrow for another recap video on the aircraft manufacturers or in a week or two just to have a normal routine probably more relaxed podcast You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.